Many of my radio and podcast listeners may not know that every program has an associated blog post at blog.lauraerickson.com. A few blog posts are significantly longer than the For the Bird segments you hear because I couldn't fit the whole thing within the five or so minute time frame. Every blog post has photos, sometimes a lot, and I can add useful links and other information that doesn't translate well to the spoken word. I mention that this time because today's program is about a fairly simple topic, mealworms, but in researching it I found too much interesting information about mealworms to fit, so check out my blog. Of all the food items I give my backyard birds, mealworms are the ones so attractive to birds that they make it relatively easy to entice chickadees and even a few red-breasted and white-breasted nuthatches to alight on my hand to take them. When I buy live mealworms, I keep them in ice cream buckets with a couple of inches of oatmeal at the bottom, and I add slices or peelings from apple, carrot, or potato to give the mealworms all the moisture they need. Mealworms are very nutritious. Every 100 grams of raw mealworm larvae provide 206 calories and 14 to 25 grams of protein, along with potassium, sodium, copper, selenium, iron, and zinc, essential linoleic acids, and vitamins. But birds can't live on even the best food item if that's all they get, and they usually understand that. I kept live mealworms available when a pair of chickadees were raising young in my yard last summer, watching them closely, but only a couple of times did I see them taking a mealworm to the nest. The parents used the mealworms as quick pick-me-ups between searching out more varied and nutritious caterpillars for the chicks. I put mealworms in a small dish in my window feeder where I can enjoy watching the variety of birds coming to them, including robins, catbirds, and several woodpeckers. But when you first offer mealworms, it can take time for birds that don't normally visit feeders to notice. The ones that spend time near your feeder notice and figure them out most readily when the mealworms are wriggling around. When the temperature is below 10 degrees or so, the mealworms stop moving within a second or two of being put outside, and they don't move very long even when the temperature is in the 30s or 40s. But once birds have seen them and tasted one or two, they'll check the feeder more regularly, and at that point they'll be perfectly happy even if the mealworms are frozen. Using dried mealworms is simpler and more economical while ostensibly providing the same nutrition. The dried ones look pretty much exactly like the live ones except for being deathly still. I scatter a handful of dried mealworms on my window feeder every morning on top of the main food. My chickadees and nuthatches clearly prefer fresh mealworms still wiggling or frozen solid, taking them over anything else I offer. 
Then they take the peanuts and other nuts from the fiery feast. I'm not sure if the loss in weight in the drying process makes dried mealworms feel flimsy compared to live and frozen ones, if the dried mealworms are less palatable, or if they lose food value compared to live ones. But my chickadees and nuthatches do take them next before eating the smaller seeds in the feeder. Many people only get dried mealworms, skipping the live ones entirely for simplicity, economy, or because the live ones gross them out. I'm not squeamish about hardly anything. My worst problem with live mealworms is when I really look at them and feel sad about the fate of these helpless little individuals. The one time I do feel squeamish is when a chickadee breaks protocol and instead of grabbing one out of my hand to eat on a tree branch, it hunkers down and eats it right there. Chickadees don't swallow mealworms whole, but rather peck at them, frequently wiping their goopy bills on the nearest branch or finger. There's just one word for that, yuck. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.